Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Stephanie Carton, co-host of the Entrepreneurista podcast. Every week, my co-host Courtney Spritzer and I speak with inspiring female founders and leaders about how they built and scaled their businesses, embraced failure, and have celebrated their successes. These women share their unfiltered views about what it takes to be your own boss. And spoiler alert, it may not be as glamorous as it looks on Instagram. You will hear the stories from some of the top female-led brands, including Urban Decay, Rebecca Minkoff, Lively, and Beauty Counter. Subscribe to the Entrepreneurista podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Or sign up to get episodes straight to your email inbox at entrepreneurista.com. You can also join our Instagram community and follow us for daily business inspiration at Entrepreneurista's. That's E-N-T-R-E-P-R-E-N-I-S-T-A-S. This will be the most fun business meeting you'll ever have. Hey, everyone. I'm Jacqueline Johnson, the founder and CEO of Create and Cultivate. And this is Work Party, a podcast for a new generation of women who are ditching the rule book and redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. In each episode, we bring in leading female entrepreneurs for real talk advice on the topics that matter most to the modern career woman from hiring to mentorship to raising money and so much more. Whether you're pivoting to a new industry, negotiating a raise, turning your side hustle into a full-time gig, or pitching your company to investors, we're giving you the tips and tricks you need to take your career to the next level. Ready to make some money moves? Well, welcome to Work Party, the podcast. Any investment in knowledge pays interest, even and especially when it comes to the beauty industry. With so many brands available in a highly competitive market, how do consumers see through the marketing clutter and educate themselves in order to make informed purchasing decisions? Thankfully, the Inky List is imparting the beauty of knowledge to their ever-growing community. Founded by Colette Laxton and Mark Curry in 2018, The Inky List is the ultimate affordable, accessible, transparent skincare brand born from a belief that better knowledge powers better decisions. Frustrated by the lack of transparency and education in the skincare industry, Colette and Mark saw a clear gap in the market 
for a skincare brand that actually informed their customers about what they were buying. Having seen platforms full of communities that were turning to each other through confusion around products, ingredients, and what brands were telling them, they knew that knowledge needed to be at the heart of their business. So for this episode of Work Party, I sit down with the Inky List co-founder, Colette Laxton, to dive into their information-driven mission and the challenges of creating a beauty brand while simultaneously educating their customers. So let's get right into it. Welcome, Colette. So you started your career at Boots, which is the UK's leading pharmacy-led health and beauty retailer, working in multiple aspects of the business and particularly the customer experience from marketing to branding to product development. I lived in London short, like for a short period of time, but fell in love with Boots. It's such an incredible brand and it does so well for that sort of pharmacy led, you know, we don't really have that here in the US. So it's such a cool brand. So can you tell us a little bit about Boots first and foremost for people who might not know about it? And then can you tell us about your work there? Absolutely. Yeah. So I was really lucky that that was like my first like real job. And I was able to like learn the ropes over a few years, which was amazing. There's such an interesting retailer. Like we don't have Sephora in the UK, which is crazy for anyone that's in the US thinking like not to have like a specific beauty retailer, but it's kind of our closest thing. So it's got an amazing heritage in terms of like the pharmacy led side of things, but then it has incredible brands like premium mass. It's like a mixture of everything. And it's like everyone's like number one beauty destination. So it was amazing to be able to work with like so many different brands and and yeah, learn my trade, if you will. So before you met Mark, who's your co-founder, you were consulting on a variety of brands. So you've always been in sort of this beauty space. How did you find the courage to pivot from executive to consultant and then eventually consultant to entrepreneur? And how did you know Mark was the right co-founder for you? Because that's a question we get quite a bit at Create and Cultivate is, how do I find a co-founder? Oh, that is such a good question. So going from like an executive, you think you know everything, like you're in like a little bubble and you know, you have everyone around you, you have all the insights, you have all the data, you have everything at your fingertips that you can like make amazing decisions. And then when you go on your own, it's like you have nothing. So in terms of moving from like executive into consultant was actually probably the biggest jump for me because I'd had this like comfort blanket of an amazing company that I worked in. And then I went on my own and I was like, okay, so like, what's my personal brand? Like, what do I stand for? Like, who am I as a person? And it was really different because like a CV is just like not good enough in terms of these, you know, this is the skill sets. It's, it's about who you are you know, what you can sell. So I think that was for me, like the first step into being an entrepreneur, because I had to really understand, like, what was my superpower? And what could I do to help others to help them from a consultancy perspective? So it kind of helped me on that journey into entrepreneurship. From co-founder perspective, it blows my mind that people have companies on their own. I couldn't do it. Having a co-founder to scream at, to cry with, to celebrate with, like the highs and lows of having your own company, I, I honestly like commend, and I'm in awe of anybody that can do it on their own because you need that person. From my perspective, Mark and I have very different skill sets. So like I know the things he's amazing at, I know the things I'm good at, and like actually it's like having that, we say like, you're like my right arm and your left arm. Like literally we kind of fit because we've got really different skill sets, but also someone that you can 100% trust. Like this is more than a marriage we're talking about because this is your future. This is your finances. This is your life. And actually giving that to somebody else is so scary. So having someone that you can 100% trust, I would say is like the cornerstone of any like co-founder relationship. 
totally agree. I'm a solo founder, so I feel you oh. on that. It's so true. If I was ever going to start another company again, I would definitely not do it on my own. But I think that's truly the number one tip, right? Is having different skill sets. If you're both good at the same thing or passionate about the same thing, it can be quite difficult to grow and scale. Probably works at the beginning and then then very difficult to scale. So tell us about the Inky List. How did it start? What inspired the concept, the name, the branding? Tell us about this light bulb moment. It really was a light bulb moment. And I can remember it like clear as day. Mark and I were on a flight. And you know what? Flights are such amazing times to like, there's no like, distractions, people trying to ring you, contact you, email you, like we're literally on a flight and we were sat there talking about skincare. And for us, we were like, why is it with all these brands, all these products, amazingness out there, people still don't know what to do with their skin. And it was like a real light bulb moment that there is a gap here. There is, you know, the ability for us to be able to help people to empower themselves to get better skin. This is not about telling people, this is the product for you or some crazy ass marketing. It's literally, this is the knowledge and education you need to understand the skincare that can be great for you. And that was like literally it. So we're like, how do we create a brand that is built on knowledge? Doesn't really matter what the products are. Like we ended up with an incredible product range, which we like continue to evolve. But outside of the actual products themselves, if one person can kind of walk away from our brand going, oh, I really understand. Like you have to cleanse, tone, serum moisturize I didn't understand those steps or actually I've got really acne prone skin so I shouldn't moisturize yes you should if they can walk away with one piece of knowledge that can help them with their skin like for us that's it that's literally the cornerstone of the brand so that light bulb moment was like why can't we literally help people to make better decisions for their skin let me interrupt myself for one second to talk to you guys about Nuco. Nuco is a clean supplement brand that is on a mission to help improve our health by addressing physical, mental, environmental, and social well-being. Founded by a fellow female entrepreneur, Jules Miller, the brand was inspired by Jules' own experience having trouble alleviating her IBS at the age of 25. Now, Nuco has set out to create a brand which combines the best of science and nature, creating clean supplements with proven results. Their cult status products have received rave reviews from Forbes, Fast Company, Vogue, and GQ, with Business Insider saying their products, quote, work better than any other in the market. Their nootropic, Nutrofocus, uses natural psychostimulants and patented ingredient technology designed to heighten mental clarity, sharpen your focus, and improve your memory. Think of it as a multivitamin for your brain. And Work Party listeners, we have an exclusive offer for you. You can get 20% off any of Nuco supplements using code WORKPARTY20. That's 20% off any supplement using WORKPARTY20 when you visit thenuco.com. That's T-H-E-N-U-E-C-O.com. Now let's get back to the episode. Yeah, absolutely. And to your point, your products are built on single ingredient led formulas that target specific concerns and they're all under $15. So I want to hear a little bit about the challenges that may have posed and why this positioning and price point was so important to you. So if you haven't seen the products, they're really beautifully designed, very modern, very cool, but they truly are just like, this is the ingredients. This is what it's for. And it's like so clear cut, like to your point, there's no like oh, this is the, you know, extreme moisture. Like there's nothing, it's so specific. And I really enjoyed that because I was like, oh, this is for this. And that's what I'm using it for. So tell us a little bit about the thought process there. Yeah, so single ingredient and the price point actually was driven by this kind of idea of like, 
democratizing skincare, like make it as simple as possible for everyone to understand. But also if you want to make it accessible to everyone, the price needs to be accessible too. That created the most incredible challenge to create every product in the $15 has been like crazy hard to do. But because of Mark and I's background in beauty and, and we really understand manufacturing and the supply chain, basically what we do is, is by not from the middleman, but from like the ingredient suppliers themselves. So we basically get it at a better price. So we get amazing quality formulas, like at an amazing price. It's really, really challenging and hard work to do that. And I can see why brands can't do that because if you don't have the expertise and knowledge of how formulas are built, like you won't know that you're being charged too much for that particular ingredient. So it's definitely hard and it's definitely a challenge. And it's also a challenge from a customer perception perspective, because we are a premium brand and we are exclusive to Sephora. And you go into a Sephora store and you're expecting to pay $50 for a serum and we're there at $10. And it's like, hang on a minute, this must be terrible quality. So actually the fact that we've been able to get an amazing quality formula is amazing. But trying to teach consumers that you don't have to pay $50 for a serum is actually the biggest challenge that we face. Once people use the products, they're like, okay, this is amazing. But it's really hard. You know, when there's like a pretty bottle and it looks really cute and it's got a celebrity's face on it, like you're kind of like, oh, this has to be good. But actually this brand over here at $15 called the Inky Lids, it can't be good quality. So for me, that's the biggest challenge we've got. Wow. Yeah. That's so interesting. And it's so true. And so one of the things that I think combats that is sampling, you know, that's a huge part of it is being able to test drive products. And that's something that at Create and Cultivate, we do a lot with beauty brands, right? So whether it's a gift bag or whatever it might be, and it's amazing to see people, you know, just from the gift bags become dedicated followers because they're able to use it. So is sampling a large part of your strategy? You know what? It's a really difficult one, especially in the COVID times, because obviously when you've got stores and people can test and try things from a, like a packet perspective, as a brand, we're trying to be really responsible. So from a sustainability perspective, we're going through a huge challenge right now to say, what's a sustainable way for consumers to test products? Because what we don't want to do is just throw a load of products out, wasting extra packaging, et cetera. So it's definitely a challenge for us right now to find a way to get customers to be able to try the brand but then at the same time, not be wasteful. So that's a headache I've got right now. Yeah, I mean, that that's a big one to undertake for sure. But yeah, it makes total sense. And obviously given COVID, it's like, we're, how can you get anything in the hands of anyone at this point? Absolutely. So that's so true. So obviously the beauty market, extremely saturated space. So was it hard to break into such a competitive industry, knowing the background that you have, knowing that you've been in this industry, you know what it takes? What was that like for you? And what was your strategy kind of going into it? Yeah, it was petrifying. You know, I've worked for multiple brands and, you know, everyone has like their heyday or some brands, you know, some incredible brands just never break through. It's a really like hard formula of like the right timing, the right products, the right marketing to just for it all to just happen. It's definitely um, a challenge, but I think Mark and I were so clear on the why. And we, there's this book that we, that we give to every single employee called Start With Why by Simon Sinek. And it's not about what you do. It's about why you do it. And we were so clear from the outset of like, what is our brand superpower? And it was knowledge and education. So actually, if we can help consumers, we felt that actually that was a real point of difference. And as an entrepreneur, if you can find a point of difference, start with why and really understand what you're doing and why. The products are like the end bit. 
we just tried to hold stay and hold true to who we were and why we were doing the brand, which is easier said than done because so many people are telling you that's wrong. Like do that. Like it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to listen to your gut sometimes when there's so much noise, especially in the beauty space. But one of the things that I think is so fascinating is that you guys launched in the UK in late 2018 and you have 32 skincare products ranging from cleansers, toners, serums, moisturizers, and treatments available exclusively in Sephora in the US in over 30 countries worldwide. Plus you launched a hair and scalp treatment on your own direct to consumer in 2020. So that's a lot of products. You know, I think sometimes we're seeing brands launch one product and then waiting like a year and then launching another product. And this is a totally different strategy. So what's been the most challenging product in the lineup to create and why, and why a large range of products? So we're really about personalization as a brand because skincare is about you. So what we don't want to do is like do like formulas that have like five different things in and you're like, oh, I kind of have that, but I don't know where to go with that. It's about going, who am I? What is my skin? What are my needs? And you can then cherry pick the ingredients that are absolutely right for you. So giving that a right amount of choice for the customer to make a really personalized decision was the reason we have so many products. And in terms of difficulty, you know, what was the most difficult was deciding what our launch range was to make sure that we had like some really cool new and innovative ingredients that people would love. But at the same time, we wanted to make, you know, those tried tested and true ingredients like retinol and vitamin C and hyaluronic acid really affordable and, you know, simple for people that, that wanted to just have a little bit of a test. So that was probably the biggest challenge. And then secondly, SPF, oh my gosh, sunscreens are like, you'll speak to anyone with a beauty brand, trying to get an SPF to do everything you need it to do, be truly inclusive, no white cast, make sure you get FDA approval, make sure you're getting the right factor. Like it is a minefield and we've been working on ours for like and hopefully we're going to get it out next year. It's really, really challenging to, to get it right. Wow. Yeah. I would have never have thought about that. That's so interesting. And there's so much science behind the brand. Like you guys do a ton of extensive research. So tell us a little bit about that process, how you compiled it and why it's so important to the business. Yeah. So Mark's background, um, as well as kind of being in, in beauty buying, um, he was a scientist. So what is so fantastic for us is that we're not relying on other people. And Mark really is looking at papers, looking at clinical data continually and, and really understanding like what's new and, and coming out. What we make sure that we do is we never get anything out there to the consumer that isn't absolutely tried, tested and true. It has to deliver a benefit for people. So Mark's job is to make sure that we have really that data and that science background behind every skew because you know we're not this kind of cute millennial brand and it like looks good and smells cute like we are results driven as a brand so everything that we did like deliver has to do that let me interrupt myself for one second to talk to you guys about our crowd Wish you were in early on some of the best performing IPOs of 2019 and 2020. Our crowd investors were, and now you can join them in what's next. With our crowd, accredited investors have access to invest directly, easily, and most importantly, early. Our crowd investors have benefited from our crowd companies IPOing like Beyond Meat or being bought by companies like Intel, Nike, Microsoft, and Oracle. Here's how it works. Our crowd's investment professionals leverage their extensive network to review some of the most promising private companies and startups in the world. Once our crowd has selected a deal, 
They offer accredited investors the opportunity to invest alongside them with the same terms. If you're an accredited investor, you can join our crowd for free and review the current deals. You can participate in single company deals for as little as $10,000 or one of our crowd's funds for as little as $50,000. As a bonus, you'll have access to our crowd's investor relations team, who you can talk to directly on the phone about your personal investment goals. Today, you can join our crowd's investment in Future Family, the fintech innovator removing the costs and complexity barriers of fertility care as they transform the rapidly growing multi-billion dollar fertility care industry. Future Family's products give everyone the opportunity to build the family of their dreams. You can get in early on Future Family and other unique opportunities at OurCrowd.com slash party. The Our Crowd account is free. Just go to OurCrowd.com slash party. And now let's get back to the show. I love that. That's so true because it feels like now there's such access to, you know, whatever website you can buy a pre-made thing, put your label on it and launch a beauty brand, but there's no regulation. There's no research behind it, you know, and to your point, it's like, oh, this is so cute, but does it actually work? I think there's just a lot of noise in this field. So, you know, coming at it from the education perspective, I think is really smart and results, obviously that's the end game for all of this. So like being results driven is so important. So tell us a little bit about your marketing strategy. You know, you're not really doing it like every other, as we've talked about millennial beauty brand out there. So tell us a little bit about what you have done, what the strategy has been and how it's been a success overall. So it was pretty risky. So again, staying kind of true to who we are, it was all about education and knowledge. And social media is a great example because when we launched, you know, we're not the prettiest brand out there. It makes me laugh when you said it's such a cute looking packaging because like we're like, it's functional. And that was, we always like set out to be like a functional brand that works. And it does make us laugh when we see it on like shelfies on Instagram. And you know, that that was never our intention. And we, we kind of for a little minute were like, oh, maybe you should be a bit prettier and use cute models. And like, and then we said, do you know what? Our audience want education and actually making sure that we stay true to who we are in terms of delivering, like what layering like should skincare be? Like, what is this ingredient? What is it going to do for me? I've got acne. Where do I start? What do I try? What do I don't try? Actually, when we really, really lent into the education space, that's when people were like, oh my, like, I love this brand. I love what you're doing. Help me, help me. So that evolved. And when you look at our packaging, um, our cartons specifically on the outside and on the inside of the packaging, what we try to do is like break down skincare information, like really simply. So that's like number one of like, if anyone touches our products, like we're going to help you. And then we evolved that further into developing a completely free service, which is called Askinky. And what that service is, is completely agnostic skincare consultation. We're not trying to sell our products. What it is, is you can talk to a member of our team anytime, day or night, like a simple question, a big question. We just want to make sure that we can help people with their skin. So that was a really really risky marketing strategy because the ROI on it wasn't sales. It was about trying to help as many people as we possibly can. So I think it was definitely different to like using the classic influencer strategy to like get brand awareness. But I think what it's done is, is created like true advocacy because people feel that we help them. And if people feel that we help them, they'll tell their friend that, that we've helped them and then their friend will come and speak to us. So it definitely staying true to the knowledge superpower definitely has, has helped with our marketing. But 
was pretty risky as a strategy. Yeah, but I, I love that. And the thing about the packaging is that there's nothing else like it. Like I've never seen anything that looks like it. You know, again, it's not millennial pink. It's not, you know, pastelli and, and you know, all those things. And it is the ingredient just like, boom, there it is. Like hyaluronic acid. This is what you use it for. And I appreciated that because sometimes you, you open things and you're like, wait, does this go on first? Does it go on last? Do I do this every day? What day do I, you know, all those different things. So I think having this sort of customer experience hotline has probably served you really well, because I think there is a lot of questions when it comes to beauty and how you should be using these different items. So I also want to talk about, you know, obviously the Inculus British brand, you have a huge footprint over there, but you now are exclusively available in the U.S. at Sephora. So Yes. Tell us about that process. I think every beauty brand that's like the dream come true, like it's being sold at Sephora. So tell us a little bit about that process and how it helped you scale in the U.S. Oh my goodness. We have been so lucky. So, so lucky that we were able, you know, we are, Mark and I are like normal people, you know, we're not, you know, like crazy rich people with like great connections. You know, this wasn't like favors, like can you help us? Like this was genuine Sephora came to us and said, you have something really interesting here. And, and, you know, we think it'd be great to partner with you. Our motto is start it. Yes. Just start it. Yes. Like if someone says like, you know, as an entrepreneur, someone's like, oh, I want to put you in this space. Never be like, oh, well, I don't know how I'm going to do that. You go, yes, fantastic. We'll make it happen. And then in the background, you're like, oh, <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was a huge challenge because we'd launched with Sephora in the US within six months of our brand launch, which wow. was bonkers. We didn't even have a warehouse in the US. We had to take on extra funding in order to afford the stock to support Sephora. I mean, Sephora never know any of this. They just see the brand launching. Fantastic. But in the, in, like behind the scenes, we were like scrambling to get the money to build the stock. You know, we had no idea of how Sephora worked. They were talking about end caps and fixturization. And, and I, we're like, smiling, nodding, fantastic, like, like Googling, like what to do. So definitely it was a huge challenge, but we're so glad it paid off. And Sephora have been the most incredible support partners because we're with them because they, they love who we are and they allow us to be who we are. So that's amazing. And the scale, I mean, we're in the US, like, like it blows my mind. I'm in Sephora. Like, I know we've been in like two years now, but I still like, you can see my face. It's like, I'm smiling every time I say, I have a brand in Sephora. Like, come on, this is insane. So we're really, really, really very lucky, but we definitely kind of are scrambling to try and make it happen for sure. That is the truth. And that is what we're all doing secretly. It's like, yeah, no problem. Ah, what does this even need? Um, so I want to talk a little bit about the team. So obviously as you're scaling and growing and, and, you know, branching out, internationally, you're building a team. So how big is the team now? And what's your hiring process been like for you? Oh my goodness. So this is difficult because I am an absolute control freak. So it's been really difficult. And it was, you know, just two of us to start with. For the first year, we had like 10 employees and then we went to 20. And then literally in the last six months, the brand has just blown out the water. And we now have 45, like across three countries which is like blowing my mind. Mark and I still do a final interview for every single person that comes into our business. And skill set is obviously really important, but we have like a very specific culture at the Inky List. Like Mark and I believe in like education and support. And like, we really want people with the same 
passion, but also like normality. Like we're, we're really normal people and we'll like have a cup of tea with the team. Like we just want to make sure that we like maintain that culture. So we definitely have like very stringent checks. If like somebody comes in and it's like, I'm going to do this and this, and I'm going to stamp over anyone to do this. And I'm like, whoa, you're not right for us. Cause like, we are very polite British people. Um, so we, uh, we, we just want to build a really like great culture where people love coming to work. So I think the hiring process is really important within that, but trying to let go of all the things that like I have to, I, I just, I'm really struggling with it. I really am. And like, Oh, can you just add me into that meeting? Or, Oh, can I just sign this off? And everyone's like, guys, like we've got this. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, that is the hardest part. It's your baby. It's your name. It's a lot. I totally get that. What has been the best advice you've received in your role as an entrepreneur? So we've had some really dark days, like really dark days, like running out of money. Like we, when we first started the business, like trying to get the funding, like it's not an easy process. Like it, and I, when I think back, like right now I'm smiling and and so excited of the future but it was it was a really hard time and a mentor once said to us just stay in the game and like I will never forget that and there will be tough times again I'm sure but just by hook or by crook just find a way to stay in the game like you know people are going to tell you it your idea's rubbish or it's never going to work or like I would just say just stay in the game like keep that passion that you've got inside you and just stay in the game that's um I want to get that like tattooed on my forehead Before we get into that, let's take a second to talk about the importance of collagen. As we get older, our bodies naturally begin to produce less collagen, which is when the first signs of aging start to appear. I can attest to this personally. (laughs) This is where a collagen beauty complex comes in, a supplement vital to supporting the health of your skin, hair, nails, and connective tissues. It's the first collagen of its kind to feature red-orange complex hyaluronic acid, vitamin C, and biotin, a winning combo formulated to support a more youthful appearance. Reimagine your journey to better health and glowing skin with Collagen Beauty Complex and consider it the refreshing supplement your happy hour and beauty routine have been missing. And guess what? Incorporating collagen into your everyday routine doesn't have to be boring. Offered in a variety of flavors, my personal favorite is strawberry lemonade. Sports Research Collagen Beauty Complex can be added to your favorite mocktail, water, or smoothie. Drinking enough water is a struggle for me. So I prefer adding it to my water bottle to encourage me to increase my daily water intake. Not only do I enjoy the taste, but the powder is easy to mix and I see the difference in my hair and skin health. You can rest assured that Collagen Beauty Complex is third-party certified, non-GMO verified, and uses the best ingredients out there. We have a special offer for our work party listeners. If you go to sportsresearch.com and use the code PARTY at checkout right now, you'll get 30% off site-wide. It's the perfect time to sample the entire Collagen Beauty Complex lineup. That's 30% off site-wide at sportsresearch.com slash party with code party at checkout. Thanks for listening. That's so true. And I um, appreciate you sharing that because I think sometimes it's to your point, it's like, oh my God, her brand's in Sephora. She's killing it, which you are. But it's also like, there was a lot of downtime leading up to that and things not working and running out of money, which you know we all can relate to. So what would you say is the most rewarding part about launching a beauty company? And what would you say is the most challenging part? 
So the most rewarding is is right now because we've finally managed to start making like some money, which is the holy grail, right? But I think the great news is about that is because our passion is knowledge and education, like we want to make a difference outside of BT. And I think Mark and I are really excited now that we're now a bit of a platform as a brand and we can have a voice and I think for us, we're really excited to start to make an impact in the world and start to give back because so many people have helped us on our journey. We now want to like help in a, in a bigger way of beyond beauty. So it's really exciting for me that we're able to like pay it forward, which is like, like mentoring wise, like our entire team, like mentor um, teenagers that are trying to like work, find their way in life. And we're going to do some really bigger stuff on like change making. And I'm so excited about that. So for me, the fact that like being able to have a platform to be able to start that journey really excites me. I would say the biggest challenge is you literally give up your life. Like literally, like there's no like part-time entrepreneur. And I would say I've definitely given up three years of my life. I've probably aged 10 years. I'm very tired. Um, so unless you like really want it, like it looks really cute and fun, but it is so much hard work. Like even so the first three weeks of January, like I genuinely did 80 hour weeks, like every single week for that, like for the whole of January. Um, and that's with 43 t- team members. Like I remember I'd stay up, like do all nighters writing board meetings, like presentations and stuff. Like it's not sexy at all. So the challenge is it's, it's literally a life. And when I see entrepreneurs with children, explain that to me explain like (laughs) this and then children and I am in awe of people that can like juggle that because I give this my everything and and that is a huge challenge so I think anyone that has anything else going on in their lives like credit to them totally yes a hundred percent and it's so true and I always not try and scare anyone but I I just always am like you have to like eat breathe sleep your business otherwise it just doesn't work you know, and to your point, as you grow and scale, you're like, oh, this is going to be it. I'm going to like be able to like, you know, have these amazing team members and have 40 people. And then it's like the, just new work keeps coming up. Yeah. It's like, oh, it never my goodness. Be there. So I totally, totally agree with you. So obviously the way you guys are approaching the beauty industry is not in the same way a lot of other brands are. So what are your hopes for the future of the beauty industry and what changes would you like to see? Oh, that's a great question. I feel really like we have a duty like to be responsible. So we're responsible in terms of the platform that we have, the influence that we can have, but also like the impact on the planet, the impact on people. Like I think brands now really need to make sure that they're being mindful of, of who they are, what they stand for, and make sure that they're being responsible. So I would say we want to be super responsible. We've always been a very transparent brand. So we're about knowledge and education. And, you know, it blows my mind that brands still don't tell you like what percentage of prod, like of ingredients are in a formula. Like, why are you putting that on your face if, if the brand won't even tell you what's in the formula? So transparency is a huge thing. But if I think if 2020's taught us anything is like we have a responsibility, whether that be from a people perspective, from the planet perspective, like the world is a fragile place and we have such a duty as a brand to be responsible and make sure that we're doing the right thing. So I feel the weight of that, but I'm also quite excited about it. Like, I love the way consumers are challenging us to be like, your packaging needs to be recyclable. And we're like, we know it, like we're 90% there, but that 10% is not good enough. And we're going to get better at that. So I think I'd love to see, you know, consumers pushing brands even further to do the right thing. I think that's really important. 
Yeah, I love that. And I love being able to, the way that you admit, like we're working on it. Like, I think that's so important. It's because, you know, sometimes it's like, you can't move fast enough to like get to the next thing or update the next, you know, whatever it might be. And it's quite challenging. So if someone's listening and they want to start a beauty brand, what would be um, your advice to them? Just be clear on why, like there's so much noise. There's so many brands, there's so many products. Just be clear on why you why you want to exist and why you are going to offer a solution to a customer that they don't already have because irrelevant of how cute the packaging is what it looks like what product what your product lineup is whether you're stocked to support or not you need to really be providing a solution to people that they don't already have yes yes that's so true what is the value prop and why is it different um so we're gonna wrap with some sentence finishers are you ready let's go The one productivity tip or work hack that has truly changed my life is? Realizing there's never an end. So don't try to get to the end of a to-do list. Like it's just not going to happen. Oh, that's kind of depressing, but it's so true. (laughs) But once you know that, once you know that, you can kind of get comfortable with it. Yeah, that's true. Okay, I think I know your answer to this one, but the number one book I always recommend is? Start with why, Simon Sinek. Anyone that wants to start, their own company, please read that before you do it. Beauty is? Within everybody. Success to me means? Enjoying the journey. There's never going to be an end point. As an entrepreneur, you'll always be hungry for more. So just enjoy the journey. And the one product from the Inky list I recommend to everyone is? Hyaluronic acid serum. No matter what your skin type is, you need to keep your skin hydrated. I love that. Okay, so... I mean, I'm adding on to this. Walk me through what you, your step process. So you, you mentioned it earlier, but it was like cleanse, moisturize. What is the process that you recommend? So it depends on your skin type entirely, but you need to make sure that you're doing the fundamentals. So if you're going to do nothing else or learn anything else about skincare, clean your face properly. Because if you don't clean your face properly, you're going to end up with some serious issues. So find a cleanser that is right for your skin type. Then when your skin's still damp, you want to be using a hyaluronic acid serum. What that's going to do is on damp skin, it's going to draw into your skin and then anything else you pop after, it's going to draw it in further. So that's going to give you hydration, less saggy skin, really plump the skin out, massive tick. Then you go for like either a toner or a serum that is specific to your needs. So if you've got acne prone skin, if you've got dry skin, aging skin, really use your serum as your kind of treatment. And then you want to moisturize. So everybody should moisturize. Irrelevant of what skin type you have, people think, oh, I've got oily skin, so I shouldn't moisturize. You need to moisturize. You just need to find the right one for you. And then always, always, always SPF. Coming soon from the inky list. <laughs> Coming <day>. soon. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to go put hyaluronic acid on my face right yes. now. So yay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Colette, for being part of the podcast. This was an amazing conversation. No worries. Thank you so much. For more inspiring conversations like this one, subscribe to Work Party on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to rate and review us or show us some love on social. We love seeing you tune in every week and share your favorite episodes. We're at Work Party on Instagram and at It's a Work Party on Facebook and Twitter. I'm your host, Jacqueline Johnson, and this is Work Party. Work Party.